Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Takeover Lounge. I'm one of your hosts, Zeke Give, and I got Daniela. <laughs> she forgot her name for a minute. We we, we kind of out of practice. If you're watching. You're seeing. We're probably wearing the same clothes that we were wearing last episode. And this is just to show you how well we work. You know what I'm saying? We out here two interviews one day. We we did three one time, did we? No, it was no, two. two. Another mm-hmm. another two parter. But yeah, we we're getting there. We're working our way to three. I don't know about that. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> but today we have a very, very, very special guest with us. He goes by Jim, but I like to call him Runt. Everybody calls him Runt in these streets. Yes, sir. So my man Runt is chilling with us today. How's What's it going, up? Runt? What's up? Well, honored to be here, man. I'm super happy to be on the show. Man, I'm glad you're finally long, here. Long time watcher, big time fan. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't Listener. be lying. Okay, Listen, okay. Are you, are you lying to me? No, not at all. Okay. I, I remember when you guys first got started. I don't even know if you were involved yet. Maybe you were the entire time? Yeah. Yeah, no, this is, he was always here from the start. I remember the split screen stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That, I remember all that. So now Man, Ron. I'm always watching, bro. Shout out, shout out, Ron. <laughs> yeah, even though he doesn't say much, you're a man of few words. No, that's my whole move. That's every, you always got to be worried about people who are quiet. No, definitely. Loud dudes always got some shit to say, and it's never important. Yeah, okay. Serious. He's, he's been on some Yoda stuff today. I, I, yeah. You've been. I, we started early with Yoda. <laughs> we did. Sticking with the theme. Yeah, stick with it. So let's just jump right into it. Yeah, Daniela, go. go ahead. Yeah. Um, so everyone pretty much knows you, but where did you originate from? Um, so I, uh, me and I have a collective of people. Um, like an art collective mm-hmm. and I'm 37 years old so I've been at it for a minute but we got started when I was like I started rapping I was like 12 or 13 okay um, and this is quite a long time ago back when like there was no internet really per se for you to just be <laughs> rapping on and shit right so um, I kind of came up in the southwest region going to a lot of jams and like rapping with other rappers from other cities mm-hmm. um, that started late 90s into early 2000s um, I have a group called Javin Scientist. I'm the MC for that. And then there is about five producers that work with me um, all throughout the years. Yeah. Um, and we're definitely more, I'm not like a, we're not like a traditional group mm. per se, but we're more like a collective of people that have always kind of shared the same ideas about creating art, how mm-hmm. important art is. Um, and that always, we always carry that with us with whatever we end up doing. We're all older now, so everybody's got careers or right. they have jobs, they got to make money, you know what I mean? So we just kind of have carried that over into that part of the world where Definitely. we apply that to whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I kind of started doing that here with Thunder Canyon. I've been with Thunder Canyon for 13 years this year. Oh, wow. Um, and I started here as somebody, I was serving tables here. A friend of mine worked here at the other location, and I was uh, touring at the time. I used to tour probably about two months out of the year. Okay. Um, and back then it was like I had a van and we would just climb in the van, go and sell CDs and try to make enough money to make it work. Definitely. Never successful. Like, no. I think I broke even twice, which was success. <laughs> right. Definitely. Um, but yeah, you do that for long enough. Then all of a sudden you get tired of being poor. And uh, yeah, I did that for almost like 10 years traveling like that. And then once wow. I got back home, it was like, okay, I got to get my shit together. I got to mm. figure out how to like, I'm tired of sleeping on floors. I'm tired of not knowing mm-hmm. if I can pay rent. Like just want to be an adult to some degree yeah um i started here serving tables made the best money I ever made in my life serving tables first mm-hmm. day i think i walked out there with like 50 dollars of cash Damn. they bought me two beers and i got free chicken fingers I hey like, i could do this <laughs> um yeah so i've been with the company that entire time we changed a lot uh 
the owner has been kind enough to give me an opportunity to run the place about four years ago. Yeah. Um, and really just handed it over to me direction wise. And I saw a big gap here. Uh, when I moved here about 20 years ago, there was bars like mine all over the place down there. Right. So when I first moved here, you can go get a show, you know, like, mm-hmm. and now I, I really realized that there was no place for people to play. Mm-hmm. Um, small venue wise, like for, for guys like us, like that was always important. Like the small venues, how we got known. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, I just saw the opportunity, opened it up. So it's funny now because, like, mankind knows me from other shit. And like, right. a lot of people know me from other shit. Like, run all comes from that. And it's weird now because I got people calling me Jim, but it's that's from, like, the last four years of right. people getting opportunities, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, man, just that's pretty, in a nutshell, that's how we got to where we're at. <laughs> that's awesome. So I like uh, I like how people know you it's all it's always cool to see how the rappers or the artists that are in the scene know you as run yeah and then like the people that are here like day to day you're jim oh, yeah. so you have like an alias to you and yeah. you're like it, it depends it depends what, what you're gonna get who yeah. you are you might get run you might get run <laughs> you might get run if it's a bad day yeah. so who's what's the difference between run and jim is there any difference yeah massively man uh i, I think uh, when you work in an industry like mine it's very like centered around treating people in a professional manner and being kind, mm-hmm. compassionate, um, and that's what I get paid off of. You know right. what I mean? So it's not like if you're a mechanic and you try to fix a car and it doesn't work, you don't get fucking paid. That's it. Right. This job, it's like your attitude is what makes you money. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like you have a choice every day when you come in here to be happy and upbeat and caring, and that's what's going to make you more cash. And the more that you do that, the more money you're going to make. Right. That's just service industry shit. You know. Definitely. But um, for basically, like for me, I realized at one point I get mad if you like if, if me and you were talking and mm-hmm. you're like, you know, James, I don't like you did this. Right. Or, you know, Runt, that was a stupid move on your part. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to take I take that shit personal. OK, because I grew up growing up. My nickname was Runt when I was a kid. So it's kind of like my parents call me that. Like it's personal to me. So mm-hmm. I found it was easy for me to walk through these doors and then like check out and turn into run. And mm-hmm. run is like run is the guy you can be like this this fucking burger is not good. And yeah. I'll be like, "You know, what? absolutely, sir. Let me take that burger for you and <laughs> let me fix this problem." Right. Cuz I'm Jim and you could trust Jim. <laughs> right. Run. Like I remember having a girlfriend and like introduced me to her parents and being like, "This is run." And the media was like, "Fuck, these people think I deal drugs." <laughs> I'm trying to date their white daughter right now. Not a good look. Not a good look, man. So I think for me, uh, it's disconnecting. I think this job requires you to be able to be professional and disconnected. Definitely. Um, so I come in here every day and I try to... It's refreshing, too, though. I mean, I leave all my problems at the door. I encourage everyone that works for me to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's nice. Like I've had times when life wasn't good for me and coming to work was what kept me together you know because mm-hmm. I could come in here and forget about whatever I was worried about mm-hmm. and work and not be I know, I know it sounds stupid but not be myself right mm-hmm. and that was relieving it's like a vacation from like whoever you are because I'm not personable no I've never felt like I was personal I'm not outgoing and energetic mm. I'm not like a big people person I hate people <laughs> <laughs> alright we'll just leave now yeah. <laughs> But somehow it's what I do for a living. Literally, yeah. So I think it's funny because sometimes I talk to people and they're like introverts, and I'm like, you might actually be really good at this job. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean that's just the bartending aspect of it, but like, you know, it breaks down into everything else too. Like, pretty much my job when things are going well, I really don't work. Mm-hmm. Like ninety percent of my job is like talking, like Definitely. just getting up with people and being like, "How are you doing? Like, what do you want to do? How mm-hmm. are you? Doing? You know what I mean?" And that's really all you do. For 
it's cool. It's like a secret. Yeah, no, definitely. It definitely is a secret. That's awesome. Yeah. What has been the spectrum of like what shows you have here? Ooh. Good question. So I when we started, so I have a hip hop background. So that was initially kind of what pushed everything really. Definitely. Um, but also like I came from playing places like Scrappies and stuff, which were real heavy mm. and like punk and metal. And I just have like live performance or live art creativity to me is what's important. Mm-hmm. So I've had everything from we've had burlesque shows here, wow. like damn near strip shows, um, <laughs> but it was artsy. Uh, <laughs> and we've had like I've had comedy shows, we've had open mics, I've had country acts, I've had wow. you know acoustic acts, I've had heavy metal acts, like death metal acts, punk Jeez. acts. So everybody, we, we do everything, man. I mean, the way that I book is real simple. Mm-hmm. I have a calendar. I have an email. If you shoot me an email and the date's open, I don't care who you are. Like, there's two things I don't do here: it's hate speech and mm-hmm. violence. So, like, definitely, I'm not going to bring somebody in here that has any kind of hate speech. Mm-hmm. And if I know that, I'll cancel your show. Mm-hmm. And on the, you know, and that includes like homophobia, like any of that shit. Like, yeah. this is a place where everybody's welcome. Definitely, and I try real hard to like make it like that. Mm-hmm. So. Those are kind of the only two criteria. Like, as long as you don't do any kind of hate speech or on top of that, you don't do any kind of, like, violence, like, within your performance act. Right. Like, I'm down to have you play. Like, it doesn't bother me. Definitely. Um, and that's just because I don't want to be just a venue that does one thing. Because mm-hmm. I think that there's not enough venues, period. Right. That I can't be selective like that. Especially after the pandemic. I mean, oh, a lot of, a lot of sadly, a lot of venues have had to shut their doors. So it sucks, it's awesome to see you be able to... Be one of the venues that are stay, staying open and giving these people the outlet that they need. You know what I mean? And, I mean, that's like, you know, on a public platform, thank you guys for like supporting that. Oh, of course. Half of why that works for us is because everybody is like down with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. for and sure. We couldn't do it if, you know, people weren't booking with me. So it's like the fact that people want to play here means that, you know, it's, it goes both ways. You know, yeah. it's symbiotic. So that's awesome. I like, um, I want to notice that you've been in the the scene for a while now. Yeah. What changes have you seen, if any, amongst the, the Arizona scene? I've seen a lot, man. Uh, I think I think we're in a cool place right now. I mm-hmm. think it's. It, I've seen. I think like mankind can attest to this, but like think you know things go in cycles, and that's just in life, right? Definitely. But I mean, like art wise, in the scene, it happens a lot. So there be these moments of vibrance where like things really stack up, and like mm-hmm. people are doing a lot. And the next big thing's happening. You right. know what I mean? And it really is moments like right now, like that's kind of happening. Like there's a lot of really notable groups mm-hmm. that are younger right now that are coming mm-hmm. up. Um, and I don't know how much of that equation is like them being talented or there being space or there being a new community. Like I don't know how much of that really is, goes into it. Right. But to watch, I got I moved here in like 2001. Okay. So I've seen this cycle happen probably five times. Mm-hmm. And there was dudes that, I mean, were coming up that I was like, this guy's it. Like, he's going to make it. Right. And I've been doing shit for a long time. So for me to sit back and to have the perspective to be able to go, like, you're so talented that, like, you're going to be famous. There's right. no way you're not. And then to watch him not. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, like, that's, mm-hmm. I think, I think it's this slow build that gets knocked down sometimes, but right. it keeps building up. But there's a, I've lived here for 20 shit, I don't know how long, 20 some <laughs> years, whatever it is. I can't do the math. But yeah. as long as I've lived here, People are always like, why don't you go to, like, L.A. or, like, try to do your shit out there or, like, someplace else? And it's like, I wouldn't, I would have quit a long time ago if I did that. Like, right. the fact that I'm here allows me to be creative. I could do a country album tomorrow and put it out, and my fans would buy it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just, I couldn't do that anywhere else. Like, mm-hmm. here I can do it, but you can't, 
Tucson's dope because art-wise, you can be whoever you need to be. You can yes. find your voice. You don't have to sacrifice anything for that. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, like, to watch the scene get back on its feet again and start developing a voice again, yeah, um, it's super exciting to watch. And you got, like, you like you guys are a prime example. Like, we never had media teams rolling around trying to create content. Like, uh. you guys provide content for artists that mm-hmm. they're not paying for. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, like, that's something that you don't realize. Like, the fact that you guys exist mm-hmm. means that the scene is doing healthier than it has wow. maybe ever. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's like, it's like if you have a business running and then you get to a point where, like, dude, we need to hire a security guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, once you expand to a certain point, then you need to bring other people on. And the fact that we're getting so big that you we have media providers. Like, just, like... There's people fighting over putting together like podcasts and stuff. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Yeah. There's there's drama in the podcast world here. <laughs> right. Like think about how minuscule that is in yeah. the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things. Definitely. You know I mean? the, Definitely. Like, the the sub genres are broken down to a point where like there's people like, Wow, that podcast is you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right. So I'm just saying like it's a really good sign that um I think we're on, I think personally I think we're on the verge of a renaissance Ooh. I think there's going to be some really cool art I think artistically I don't yes. know about financially right 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 I think the city's expanding I think that the economy here is growing I think mm-hmm. it's a perfect place for people to be um, and I think if you're creating art I think that you're going to find in the next 10 years or so the art that you're making now is going to be meaningful so for sure I think it's I think we're in a really cool spot this is the reason why I'm here it's the reason why I'm doing, doing what I do yeah, here you know literally because this is an awesome space. I mean, the fact that you let us to come here and do some other interviews is, like, amazing. Because yeah. you don't have to do that at all. And it's like, nah, you, but you do it. I think for me, too, the thing is, I I don't like the direction the city started going, like, six, seven years ago. Or ten years ago, even. Okay. What we are is what used to be all over the place down there. And, like, mm. this is what the city always was to me. Really? You always had a home. You had a space. that you go do some shit in. And, like, they always helped you out. Mm. And so I'm just trying to take the opportunity while I got it to provide a platform or space. Right. So that people can at least, like, if nothing comes out of it for me, maybe mm. in 10 years you have an opportunity. Definitely. And you can give some other person, like, an opportunity to grow with what they're doing and that's what hip hop always was for me right it so. should it should be like that I mean even before it got like monetized I mean a lot of people yeah. now are looking for it to it's the money way it's the thing it's a way to get money but the real aspect of hip hop was oh you're fired let me bring you up and you, let's do this let's work together let's come up with ideas so I, I to your point exactly I like I like how you think like that yeah, as that well that stuff always weeds out man yeah like, like I said like you, you're gonna know real quick if somebody's in it for the right reasons or not and you don't have, like, you don't have a choice is the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you're really about this shit, you wake up and it's what you have to do. You can't do other stuff. No. And that's the difference. That's the difference between somebody that's just doing it and then somebody that has to do it. You know Right. I mean? And that goes in every aspect of your life. Like, if you're waking up every day and you have to be a fucking bus driver, mm. then, like, you're meant to be a bus driver. So, right. Like, do that. Drive that bus. Yeah. You know, Drive that bus, yo. <laughs> On that Yoda tip. Drive that bus. Drive the bus. Drive the bus. Oh the bus God. drive, man. <laughs> with everything um, that you deal with, how do you de-stress? Ooh. Man. Honestly, that's a depressing question. Uh, but I'll take it because honesty is good. Um, I used to drink a lot. Mm. I don't drink as much anymore. Um, 
uh, I definitely try to take opportunities to just do stuff for me when I right. can. Um, that doesn't come as often as it probably should. Mm-hmm. But I'm also one of those people that's got to be doing stuff. Right. Um, I, I, like, I'll go crazy if I'm not. So, really, it's just, you know, trying to trying to figure out how to, like, I'm honestly trying to figure out how to be a healthier person, like, mm. you know, in my existence currently. Mm-hmm. And I used to rely heavy on self-medicating and kind of having a good time. And, like, right. the last year or so, I've kind of stepped back from that due to COVID and due to a couple things. Right. Um, and art has always been it for me. I mean, I, I write a lot. Nice. Uh, like, I've been working on a project for, like, six years at this point. So that's what? kind of been a place where I've dumped a lot of things. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, art's really it. I haven't been able to play, and that used to be the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I had a, at one point, we had, like, a full-blown band, and, like, we would go out and play shows, and that was kind of my big release. Right. Because, yeah. like, I get on stage, and I just dump everything out. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, spiritual, it's church, so I can leave. I don't have any of that. You know, I'm, I'm not pent up anymore. It's like fighting, you know? Right. So, yeah, I think just performance, performance, art, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to ease off of some of the things like drinking that I do utilize to actually, like, give myself some relief. Mm-hmm. Um, edibles. I'm a huge edible fan. <laughs> You're the second person today. Yeah. Edibles. I don't really smoke. It's like when edibles got pulled in, I was like... like- Huh. Interesting. <laughs> and my thing, I can't sleep. Like, I've had trouble sleeping my whole life. So, like, this I fucking, is... I go home, I eat an edible, I'm, I'm out in five minutes, best sleep I ever had. You're, this is, this is, I'm seeing a trend here. With, it's amazing. Uh, this is great. All right. So, edibles is where it's at for some people, right? I'm with it, man. Hey, fair enough. Mankind, how you feel about edibles? He's with it. <laughs> Mankind's with it, right? <laughs> we also uh, just like to remind the high school students, so. Uh, Wait until you're 21, all right? Just wait until you're 21. Then you can start. Because Jim out here, Runt, he, he, you know what I'm saying? I'm old. He's old enough now, all right? So just, just ease hey, up there. You need to wait because your body's got to fully develop. There you go, so right, Jim? Let him know. Any toxins. Let him know, Runt. That's what, that's what we're here. Because <laughs> I, I think there was a mistake last time in my in the last interview. It sounded like I was like advocating, advocating for it. For yeah. it. But no, no, no. When you're high school, just wait. Just wait. Like Jim said, you got to fully develop. All right? I'll so, tell you what you should do. Refer to your parents on any decisions you might be making until you're 18. Okay, there you go. Exactly. I like that. I like yeah. that. I like that one. It's not your responsibility to raise kids, bro. No, it's not. It's not. Exactly. You're right. It's yeah. not. It's not. But I just got to teach them a little, a little, what I know, right? A little bit. A little something. <laughs> so, Ron, with um, six years working on a project. Yeah, man. What's um, what goes into six years? Why six? Years? That's not a long time. I just yeah, that's a baby. That's like <laughs> I, I don't. So I'm. This will be our eleventh album, full blown album. Okay, that I've released. I started when I was sixteen. Right. Um, each album's probably take me in the ballpark of two years, realistically. Okay. Um, I don't just make music and turn it out. Mm-hmm. I, I do that sometimes for fun. Like, when we do, like, me and Tommy did, like, a track, and Cass, like, those recent ones. Right. That's more just, like, let's just do something. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But our, to me, albums are, like, entire pieces of work. Mm. And I don't believe, My fan base expects me to put time and energy into what I present them because they turn around and they carry it for a long time for me. Right. Um, so it's not like, you know, people drop a single right now, and, like, you hear it and it's gone. My Literally. fan base doesn't do that shit. My right. fan base, like... 
I'll run into somebody and they'll know the words to like track 12 mm. that I don't think anybody likes. Like, right. And although, be it my fan base is small, mm-hmm. my fan base, you know, has carried me this far. So right, definitely. I owe it to them to put just as much work and thought mm-hmm. into what I'm making. And the process is has been the same for me and Fen, the guy that I work with yeah. since we we're kids. So you never you never sacrifice the content or the quality of what you're creating for the expectation of approval. So right. like for for me it's like you never I'm never gonna create something just so that you guys can hear it or whatever. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not making it for that reason, mm-hmm. so why would I try to push it out like that? Definitely. Um, and sometimes this shit ain't there. Sometimes mm-hmm. the writing it ain't there. Like, we kind of got forced into this project because um, we got to deal with the label. So, like, okay. before that, we always dropped our own shit, and you never have to, you know, I do whatever I want. Right, yeah. Drop, drop it on Tuesday, drop it on Tuesday. <laughs> right. I do it on Wednesday, I do it on Wednesday. Yeah. Now I had somebody that was a mentor of mine, somebody, not a mentor, but like a, somebody I was a fan of growing up. Mm-hmm. It was, this to us is like a status for us personally, right. creatively to be with this label. So like it got dropped on us and it was like, okay, well we have to do it. Yeah. The opportunities here. We've been working our whole lives to get here. Definitely. So we got to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that happened about fuck six years ago. <laughs> Thirsty had come out. That was our last album. So Thirsty had come mm-hmm. out. We had a huge push for that. A lot of support. Wow. Did a Kickstarter. We ended up doing, we're shooting to get like $4,000. Got $7,500. Wow. Shot a huge production video. Like, like showed up. They had like craft food services and like, like all kinds of shit. So like that was, we kind of hit this point where... I kind of was like, this is it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm done after this. Right. Like, this is all I couldn't ask for anymore. That's it, right? And then, you know, our childhood mentor, or not mentor, someone we looked up to as kids, say Francis, hit us up and was like, dude, like, love you guys' shit. We played with them a couple times. He's like, we're dropping some stuff on the label. We'd love to bring you guys on board. And so we're like, this is like childhood dream. We'd love Definitely. to do this. So this happens. Um as this happens, I'm involved in a relationship that turns abusive, mm. not on my end, right. um, but I share just as much responsibility for staying involved in it. Right. Um, and that relationship was something I was going through um, during the first year. Mm. And at that same time, I decided to do a kidney transplant with my father. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So I did a kidney transplant with my father. That took me out of work and pretty much out of everything. Mm-hmm. And it fucked me up, like mentally. It was like, yeah. kind of a hard thing. Oh, definitely. Um, that happened, and that took me out of everything for about another year. Wow. So I'd lost the relationship with a girl that was really tumultuous and like not working out. Mm-hmm. Fell into kind of trying to just recover working here. Um, and then the next year, fan that I work with, he had some personal issues going on. Um, so being family first, like we literally were like just sitting on this. Yeah. I think I'd wrote one song maybe mm. at that point and we're two years in. Right. And I never forged it. No, not at all. So, um, I just, if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. And, uh, so then the following year, this happened. So Thunder Canyon had closed. I lost my job at 10 years. I went and worked at Congress. I had no idea what I was going to do for a living. Mm. I got a mortgage. Like, a, right. I'm yeah. Depressed. Yeah. Um, and then this opened back up, and I got the offer put on my table, and it was like, 
you got to just be all in. Yeah. So the next year, the first year of Thunder Canyon being reopened, I was here like 60 hours a week. I never left this motherfucker. I was just eating, <laughs> living here, literally. Right. So you're dealing with all that shit, and then boom, second year rolls around, fucking COVID hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then in the middle of the COVID, one of our childhood friends literally shows up in my house, and he's like, knocks on the door, open the door, don't even recognize old dude. Oh, wow. And it's somebody I've known since, like, first grade. Right. And he has full-blown cirrhosis. Wow. So he's dying at this point. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, just in a bad situation. And, again, family always comes first. And I was like, look, you That's- get shit together. You come down here. Like, I'll help you get this transplant. I've already been through some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was this last year. Wow. So he just got his liver transplant two months ago. Man. Recovering right now, That's doing awesome. really well. That's good. Um, and the blessing through all that has been, I've been able to write and get it done. And we have the album done now. It's been done for probably like three and a half months. Okay. Um, it's all done and sitting with the label. But okay, when you're working with a label, it's a little bit different. So you got to yeah. figure out what the rollout's going to look like, what you're doing. Thanks. Um, and I've been just so gracious that like the team, Storm and Sage, like the guys that run the label, mm-hmm. have just literally been like, we see you guys are dealing with some real life shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're ready. Definitely. Don't push it. Don't stress on our account. And That's awesome. that to me, like any other label would have dropped this four years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, I've just been really fortunate, but it takes, like I said, it just, it takes time because I'm not going to just give. I have nothing to prove anymore. No, like no. Being popular doesn't do shit for me. Right. You know what I mean? It's more about what I'm making. Right. And it needs to change things. It needs to be different. It needs to be a different kind of music. It needs mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. my shit. Like, and and that's kind of like why it takes so long. Right. But the benefit is I got a fan base. They're going to buy it if it's now or in 15 years. Yep. And that's what doing fucking 20 years of work gets you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. That's right. amazing. That's why it takes so long. Right. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. I mean, that's that's real life stuff happening to you. And yeah, it's great to have a label that supports and understands where you're coming from. You know what I mean? And understanding that we, we got lives too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of record labels think that you gotta you're money. You're your dollar yeah. sign to them. You know, you're not a human. It's your dollar sign. You gotta you gotta put out, you know what I mean? So, a lot of dudes do that. Dude. Yeah, and they, they buy into it, you know what I mean? Because the check's good or whatever yep. the case may be. But at the end of the day, you gotta take care of yourself and your family, right? Money gets spent, bro. Exactly. It comes and goes, right? Yeah. That's and the only thing. You can't be chasing. If you want to be not even fulfilled, just like somewhat able to sleep, you can't be chasing that shit. Yeah, no. It's not good. Chase purpose, right? Yeah, you, yeah recommend that. Chase purpose. Yoda. Yeah. All right, Yoda. Yoda, you know what I'm saying? You're giving me, you're giving me the vibes today. I, I, I just got I transitions. You feel me? It's a new shirt. Chase Purpose. Chase, Chase Purpose. Ooh. Take that down. Write that down. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, gosh. Um, you performed at the Hip Hop Festival about two years ago. Uh, how was that? What was your experience? A little, little fun side fact for oh, all no. you young kids. Uh, I headlined the first hip hop festival Dang. before it was the hip hop festival. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. When it was in a church called Scratch Check. What? So, what year was? Hold on. What year was the the first one? That was, was 2017. Yeah. 2017. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah, I was 17. Yeah. Oh my See? god! <laughs> I'm out of headlining. <laughs> I know you. We're talking about. I know. <laughs> um, no, this the third one. We actually, 
and no shots taken. No. Uh, we were already booked to play with Master Ace at Congress. And Master mm-hmm. Ace is like an old school head. Um, and it just so happened to start coinciding with Hip Hop Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were kind enough to let us include it. And uh, yeah, we just got to show the stage and play. It was super fun. Um, to watch the Hip Hop Festival go from what it was to like mm-hmm. what it actually started manifesting into it was mm-hmm. like so dope. It's so dope to get to play those stages. Yeah. Um, and especially here, because uh, there's, like I said, there's so many new generations coming up. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, there's dudes that don't even know we exist. Like, they come in here and, like, I remember having a dude yelling at me, like, hey, guy in the yellow shirt, turn turn this up. And what? I was like, oh. wow. <laughs> oh, I think no. Pike was there too. He looked at me and he was like, oh, shit. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to take that. I've been quiet for a couple of years. I'm going to take that. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I mean, getting to play in front of new crowds is always dope. And, Getting to kind of showcase what we do in front of new people is always. Oh dope. yes, mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of cut from a different cloth. I'm on some old school shit, so like this performance wise is some other shit for me. Like, yeah, it's not. You're never gonna catch me up here singing over my own vocals. You know, oh, thank catch God, me up here not fucking doing my shit. Thank like, God, I'm a seasoned professional. I know how to hold a microphone. <laughs> Please, and that you earn that shit. So like to me, I try here to kind of coach. Yeah, you know, yeah. like hey man, like. If you hold the mic like this, like I can't really hear. You know what I mean? Like right. everybody wants to do this shit, and it's like, yeah, I can't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So like, I definitely try to take this, every. This one right here. This thing right here. Oh, right. This one. The T move. Yeah, the T move. Someone was doing this one the other day, <laughs> and I was training. SBZ was like trying to look at sound with me. I was oh, kind of yeah. helping her out, and I was like, okay, you see what he's doing right there? And she's right. like, yeah. And I was like, don't ever fucking do that. <laughs> That's Actually, what not to do. Dude, me and Halsero have been talking about just straight up having a what not to do <laughs> like demonstration, like video. Like just how to hold a microphone. You need that needs to happen. It's crazy, man. That needs to happen. I feel like, yeah. Let them know. So Yeah. There there shouldn't be any rapping over your own vocals at a live performance. Yeah. That's one of my pet peeves. That's I hate it. Like You know what it is for me? I'm not if if you're a chef, right? I go to your restaurant mm. and I say, I'd like a burger, please. And you go, cool. I'm going to get that burger for you. And then he turns around and the burger's already made or like someone else is making the burger and then turns around and gives it to you. And it's like, he's like, well, I still made the burger. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but this shit's old. Like, it's, I came to see you. Right. You owe it to me. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big difference right now between kind of how I see shit and how like a lot of younger, not even younger, just a lot of people see shit in the business world. Mm-hmm. Like, I owe it to you. If you're right. going to pay attention to me, I owe you a performance. Definitely. I owe you quality. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't show up and rap over your own shit and then get off the stage like in your sunglasses. I see it all the time. No, I know you and do. That's what I'm saying. And you're like, fuck, kill that shit, right? And it's like, you didn't, you didn't do anything. If I wanted to listen to your, like, vocals, I would listen to the song on Bro, streaming platforms. Next time you're in there, come up to the soundboard when you're at a rap show. All right. For sure. And ask me to do the, the thing. Just okay. say the thing. All I do is right. mute on the main vocals, and you won't fucking tell the difference. The guy rapping won't tell the difference. Right. <laughs> I've asked people, they've seen me do this shit before. You just mute the mic, mute, and then... The, their mic's not even working half the time. And they think they're killing it? Yep, killing it. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, man. Oh, man. Run be doing them like that. Hard <laughs> hard lessons, man. Hard, to, man. hard lessons with Run. Look, if you suck at rapping... <laughs> just say that. You got some shitty friends because they someone should have told you to fucking shut up. That's so true. 
So like, true. I, I can never dance. I tried to be a b-boy for years. <laughs> I can never do graffiti. Sucked yeah. at it. I damn sure can't make beats that well. Mm-hmm. Like, my friends, when I was young, was like, you suck at this. Stop. <laughs> thankful for that. Right? It saves you from embarrassment, right? Because you hear it from everybody. Like, it's just bad. It's just bad. You need people to love you enough to tell you to shut up. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So true. So I recommend any younger artists in Tucson, do, do some background before you start yelling at Run at the, in, in the boot. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, You can do it. You're just not going to play here again. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Because it's crazy because uh, Matt Ox was out here one time mm-hmm. and I was like, Yo, that's Matt Ox. Yo, that's fire. And then who else was out here? Oh, Q. Q the Phenom. When we saw oh, yeah. Q at, at the at the yeah. networking. I never met Q in my life. Yeah. But he was so sweet. He's like, was, this is Q? I'm like, that's Q. That's all I said throughout the whole networking. That's Q. Like, oh, this yeah. is Q. What? There's heavy OGs out here. Oh, man. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. When I got here, there's just like dudes running shit. Yeah. And they're all like in their late 20s. Big motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Scary dudes. Right. And... You'll run into him every once in a while, which is super dope to see. Cass played the other night, and mm-hmm. uh, fucking a gentleman I met when I first moved here named Sizanana come out, and he was just an older rapper dude that kind of put me onto some shit out. Right. And to see him come out to his show was like, what? Wow, it's been like 25 years, man. This guy's like still like paying attention to shit. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing, too. Like, keep an eye out because people are always watching what you do. Literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Runt was an avid listener yeah, of the lounge, so I'm saying you, you, I'm b- people that are doing stuff. Mm-hmm. They're always watching it, right? That's and so you true. You got a voice, and it's being spoken. People are listening. Yeah. It's just that they're not gonna. People ain't gonna just. The smart people aren't just gonna come out and be like, "Yeah, I know everything." Yeah, no, for sure. So I mean, it's just yeah, just always gotta know. People are watching. Always, always. That's always good to know. I was uh oh so. Cash is weird because I'm seeing this transition where Cash is like in the Cash Tommy Marley are like mm-hmm. in this middle of this weird thing where they're OGs but they're also young enough to still fit with this yeah. newer crowd that's coming in and it's it's interesting it's interesting to see. Are oh, you yeah, picking man. up on this as oh, well? Yeah. I've known that was going on for years. Yeah, because you gotta understand like so I'm 37 but. I got started when I was young. Right, right. There's, like, this whole case of people that were, like, 10 years older than me that were going at it. Mm -hmm. And I was already going full force when I was, like, 15, 16. Right. So I kind of fell into this group, like, me, a couple other people, like, Rock. um, We kind of fell in this group where, like, we weren't really old enough, Mm -hmm. but we weren't, like, doing the shit the younger kids were doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So... I had about 10 years where I was kind of in that group of people. Mm-hmm. And now people come out and like say shit to me like, oh, this dude's OG. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, man. Like, <laughs> I've been around for a while. Right. But like, I don't, I didn't do some of the kick down doors like some of like mm-hmm. Big Ox did, like some of these guys did. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and it, and it just develops. But I mean, the thing is, is like, like you were saying, you were 17 when Hip Hop Festival yeah. was going on. That was yesterday for me. Right. So it's like, it just makes you think that like guys like Cash, you got people growing up on that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and those guys grew up on what I was doing. Yep. So, like, Cash to this day would be like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing Run on Public Access. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we used to host the mic, mic fights and MC battle, mm-hmm. and it was on Public Access for years. Yes. So he was, like, getting out of grade school or right. you know, junior high or whatever, high school, mm-hmm. and he'd see it on TV, and he's like, where the fuck are they doing this shit? Right. Um, so, I mean, it's just kind of like, I think those guys, like, Tommy, I think... 
the problem with calling them OGs or like saying that shit is like yeah. these dudes are not even remotely in a position to start offering you guidance, even though they are. Yeah. Because they've got work to do. Definitely. Like, Tommy's, Definitely. Tommy's on the verge of exploding, yes. in my opinion. I agree. Um, Cash is making probably the most important art he's ever made. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't really sit around and peach about like the actual financial success of it, but right. his art right now, this is the art I always knew he was capable of doing, and mm-hmm. he's making meaningful music right now. Right. And I think that that's highly important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Marley, dude, Marley... Marley has been running the entire time. Yep. I've never met anybody that's been running that hard. Like, Tommy Will has huge work ethic. Definitely. But nobody has been running as long as fucking Marley has. Yeah, Marley do be running. every inch of success that dude is getting right now with everything with Broken Complex, which is a great label. Hop is a great dude. I've known him for years. Everything that he's been getting out of all that stuff is, like, not not even well-deserved. Like, he earned that shit. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I just think that they're all three of those guys you just brought up are like, that's who everybody trying to do shit. Mm-hmm. You need to catch them at a bar, catch them somewhere, or yep. just even hit them up online and be like, look, man, can I just pick your brain? Yep. Because mm-hmm. there's so much, between the three of those dudes, is like a college education and how Literally. to be a musician. You know what I mean? Literally. An authentic musician, like yes. not just chasing cloud and shit. Right. So, yeah, um, those, those three guys that you brought up are like, in my opinion, they're the leading force in what's happening here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to say that, you know, a lot of people doing shit, cats like ASCII, like fucking, all those dudes are killing shit. They are. But, to me, big thing I always say is like, I don't care what you're doing right now. Right. I want to see what you're going to do next. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, the difference between people that wake up and have to be this shit versus mm-hmm. people that just are kind of doing it is 10 years. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, I don't even learn your name. <laughs> Straight up, right. unless I don't see you for a year. Definitely. If you're a rapper, I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't even care if you're good. Yeah, because to me, it's like you can be good. That's just some good's not going to get you there. Mm-hmm. Good's not going to change my life. Like no. I've seen the best rappers in the world, and you may be good. Chances are, I've probably seen better. Chances are, I probably out rap you. <laughs> right, but <laughs> if I see you in a year, then I know you got heart and conviction. Mm-hmm. In a year. Like I said, if I if I see you around for like a year, roughly a year, then I start being like, what's up, man? What are you up to? Yeah. And it's just kind of like, that's, to me, that's kind of how I separate who's worth what. You yeah, know what I mean? definitely. Because I just don't, that fucking momentary shit, I don't fuck with it. Yeah. I ain't got I time. It's yeah. a waste of time. 20 seconds of fame, like, for what? You know what I mean? You like the longevity. You like that. Yeah, and I mean, you got to at some point be worried about everybody else. Like right. Community shit. Definitely. Know? So true. And people that are just trying to come up, like, they're not worried about how you guys are doing. Or right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck that. We were just talking about that. Literally. We were just talking about that at lunch today. Yeah. So, like how many, no offense to anybody you interviewed, but how many people you guys have interviewed probably just listened to the episode and then never listened again? Exactly. Never even, never even promoted this shit. That's exactly what we, we were, were talking, talking about, about as well. It's like, you're there for your... Your interview, but what about everybody else? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Like I said, what motherfuckers don't realize you're providing them with free content. Right, exactly. Like, you don't have to do anything. We're doing the cutting, the editing. Mankind is working his ass off. Like You turn around. <laughs> these dudes, if they put together EPKs, would be able to fucking just put your shit, your episode on there. Right, literally. It's free for them. It's free for them. So the fact that people don't support you is just like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. That's dumb. Word, wise words from Runt, man. There we, here we are. What did you say earlier? <laughs> Oh, uh, 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 Chase Purpose. Chase Purpose. Chase Purpose. Can you get, write that down? You got me? Chase Purpose. That's coming out on merch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get Thunder Canyon shirts to say Chase Purpose, a.k.a. I, you, you probably pooped here. 
You probably ran in here at 155 and had to pee real fast. Oh, gosh. What has been your favorite tour story or Ooh. moment? Man. Uh, probably the pinnacle of my career. There's a place called Meow Wolf in Albuquerque mm-hmm. or in Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. Really cool venue. Um, this isn't so much a wacky story as much as we played a sold-out crowd there. And that was probably one of the best shows I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Um, and that was about four, four, five years ago, four years ago. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like, that has been the pinnacle mm. of, I've done a lot of really cool shit. I play Rialto with people I like and stuff like that. But that's kind of, that was probably the most amazing thing that I've been a part of. Um, uh, outside of that, tour stories. Just a lot of, fa- lot of like really, really humbling good times like Mm -hmm. eating i remember one time we went out i did 32 shows in two months whoa from la to kansas wow um and we just hopped in a van we started out there was like i think there was 15 people because everybody wants to go on tour right no definitely everybody does (laughs) i'm like yeah all right cool like (laughs) fuck i got a 16 passenger van hop in right Mm -hmm. pull your weight Uh, we started out with like two merch people a photographer, three other rap groups. Okay. So I got this full show. Right. Uh, by the end of the first month, everybody got on a Greyhound in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and came home. Half the people. Dang. Wow. Because um, it ain't, people ain't cut for this. Oh, no, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a different beast. When you're doing that level too, like yeah. small, it's a lot of like, we would just hang out and, you know, Try to make friends with people mm-hmm. so that we could sleep at their house. Right, you can't afford to get a room. Definitely. Um, and it's funny because I look back on it and it sucked at the time. But like, I was probably I'm super fortunate that I got to have that experience for so long. Mm-hmm. I got to spend weeks eating bologna sandwiches with chips in the yeah. sandwich and drinking gas station coffee, mm-hmm. and then at one point not having enough money to buy coffee, so buying instant coffee. And getting hot water cups at gas stations to make coffee. Mm. That, like, to be able to do that is, I'm so blessed. Because there's so many people that I came up with that were really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And they never got that opportunity. Right. Um, and it, it, it sounds so minimal. But, it, like, in the reality of it is, is like, when you're a kid and you want to go on tour and then you finally get to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like it's real, and it's not like we didn't play like fucking Phoenix and come home and be like we were on tour, <laughs> right? Like it was like right. we were fucking out there doing the work, like playing at fucking the airliner in LA, mm-hmm. like fucking playing, you know, playing in fucking you know Bert's Tiki Lounge in Albuquerque, like leaving a footprint, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me, I think that that's that's what I'm always like carrying with me, and I've been chasing the rest of my life to be honest with you. I've never been able to find it, but no. like that that high of you know, me trying to sell 10 CDs so that we can buy a loaf of bread and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, but make, but you're making the choice. Right. Yeah. Like it's not, we were, we were poor financially, but mm-hmm. I mean like the reality was like we were making a, we're living this dream out, like making this choice. Right. Yeah. So it's not like a sad story. Mm-hmm. It's like, I was excited. Empowering, right. Yeah. That I was at a point where I could chase my dreams so hard mm-hmm. that all I had to worry about was like how I was going to eat. You know right. what I'm saying? So like, yeah, that's, I mean, I think to me the, there's a lot of fun stuff on tour like you meet a lot of wonderful people mm-hmm. you know you spend time with a lot of special people right and, and 
there is something to only being there one day, mm-hmm. like, and you make these lifelong friends that you've only met for like five hours, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think in the end, I think if I had to sum the whole thing up, it's drinking gas station coffee at a fucking McDonald's at three in the morning in the middle of Oklahoma. That's awesome. Like, that's the most amazing thing to me. The fact that my art got me there mm-hmm. and took my friends there. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I think for me, that's it. Because I wanted to kind of go off in the direction of some weird, wacky story, but like, those yeah. are mine. I earned yeah. those. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even think I would ever, like, if I wrote a book, I wouldn't share them. Because, yeah. like, that shit's important to me, you know? Definitely. Yeah. Hold that to you. So, yeah. That's awesome. I got one question. I like you, Runt. Oh, no. I like, oh. I like you a lot, man. Oh, no. And I would hate for our friendship to end over this question. But, <laughs> but I need to know, how do you feel about mint chocolate chip ice cream? I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, everybody, I'm going to take over the lounge. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Oh man, that hurt, Ron. I, I thought you were gonna. Yeah, I, you hate it. It's not it. a thing. See, here's my thing. Two for two today, D. Here's yeah. my thing. Thank you. you hate it. That's just not my thing, bro. You're not chasing purpose. <laughs> if you have a hatred for ice cream, just that specific it's ice okay. cream. It's still ice cream. Oh man, listen. <laughs> you can't, I can't. You can't segregate ice cream. Man. I, I'm, I'm, that one is just <laughs> out <No>. of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From another fountain. Unbelievable. I always thought he was so open-minded, chasing purpose out here. Uh, he, he flipped it on me. Now he's like, I can't even look at you no more. I think you need to change the question. What, what's the question? What should the question what be? What kind of ice cream do you order? Because here's the problem with your question. Okay, tell your me the problem. Your question is set up for people to either fail or succeed. Yeah, that is. From a management standpoint, I got to <laughs> tell you, you're not giving people the tools they need to succeed, bro. Oh man, that's hey, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm not, I'm setting y'all up for failure, but we're gonna stick with that question. By the way, <laughs> I feel like I answered your your question was answered from my perspective in a very open minded way of saying I'm, I'm okay. It. Yeah, okay. you're with it, right? For me, I, I just don't, I don't like it. You hate it. I don't know. Chase purpose. Fuck the mint chocolate chip. That's the new shirt. That's the shirt. That's the shirt. Write that down. <laughs> Somebody write that. Thank you. <laughs> I love having Mankind behind. Oh, I, no. Mankind, I love you, man. Thank Does you so like much. It? Do you? Do you? No, no. He doesn't like it. Huh. You don't like mint chocolate chip. No, we're not with the I'm mint. The only one. She's a mint game. Oh, so you like it? Mm-hmm. That's how this all started. Yeah. Crocs. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Crocs? I don't wear them personally, but they seem comfortable. <laughs> all right, everybody. This has been Jim. Everybody. <laughs> Are we running for office next year? <laughs> Vote Jim for uh, Tucson Mayor. Listen, we got Pike and Crocs, so. Yeah, you guys do got Pike and Crocs. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, Pike, love you, man. Hope you're doing well. Uh, keeping keeping tabs with you. Just prayers and all that good stuff. So. I just saw him yesterday, man. He's he's uh, he's fighting his fight and he's doing good. That's good. All right. I appreciate the update because he don't be updating nobody. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is okay. It's, yeah. it's his personal health. You know, the thing is about that shit is when, you, when you're in those situations. Yeah, you don't want to be. The last thing you want is fucking Joe the Rapper that you <laughs> met you, one how time. How are you? Be like, yo, bro, I'm thinking about you. <laughs> how are you doing? Let me know if you dot, need anything. Dot, is there still a hip-hop festival going on? <laughs> like, when you're trying to get better, you don't want that shit. Not at all. Not don't, at all. Don't hit up Pike right now. No, hit him up. Unless you know the motherfucker mm-hmm. and you got mm-hmm. some serious shit to say and don't expect a response. Yeah, don't expect a response at all. Because that goes back. If you're expecting a response, there's some self. Yeah, yep, that's 
So factual. motherfucker and you'll be good. There you go. Pike, we love you, man. Uh, any last thoughts, comments, concerns? Yes. If you'd pick any superhero power, what would it be and why? And don't hit me with all of them. Don't say all of them. I feel like it runs to all of them type of guy. <laughs> he doesn't discriminate. What kind of superpower do you think I should be? Uh, oh, fuck. That's, that's a good question. That's like an interview question. We're on an interview. Um... <laughs> I would, I would like the ability, if I chose to, uh-huh. to know what people are thinking. So that's two, the same thing today. You, really? you, you and Cynthia need to meet, man. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, you and Cynthia. She said the same thing. Yes, bro. Mint chocolate chip. Is she like, are, are we dating officially now? Mm-hmm. What? Jeez, Mint chocolate chip, edibles, chip. and telekinesis. Perfect match. Telekinesis. Perfect match, man. You that guys would work be- though. Then we both know what we're thinking. <laughs> I think a great partnership would happen with Ann Gallery and Thunder Canyon. Mm-hmm. With, Hit with me you up. two. Yeah. You know where to find me. Cynthia, you know what it is. You know, Ann Gallery, shout out to y'all. Uh, Ron, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on uh, basically Brunsky on Instagram, R U N T S K I, Thunder Canyon, Arizona on Instagram. We're on Facebook for all you old people. Um, we don't have a TikTok. I'm not interested. I think there's a Twitter, but I kind of just don't really fuck with it that much. Um, I, see, I see you sometimes occasionally yeah, yeah. Re- repost. Yeah. Uh, and down here at Thunder Canyon, 220 East Broadway, come through. We're open on the weekends. Um, community space. You got some creative shit you want to do, let us know. Are you showing the game? Are you going to be showing the football games out here? Yeah, as long as we got them. Right, yeah, okay. We black shit out all the time. Definitely. Um, yeah, come through. We're open on the weekends. If you have ideas about doing shows or whatever, come talk to me. I'll get some worked out. Literally. Um, talk to him. Music-wise, everything's just jiving scientists, so Google it. Google all that. And you can find us at The Lounge Takeover. You can find me personally at Z underscore underscore G-I-V. You can follow Daniela at And the man behind the cam and the mics. You can follow him at Mankind Podcast. You know, there's on Instagram and all that good stuff. <laughs> So, yeah, we are out of here, man. This is episode, what, five, six? And follow the Patreon if you want to become a patron. Yeah, and beca- yeah, what Daniela said. Ooh, you get on that loop. You got to get on that. You got it. We got to get on that. So, we'll see y'all next time. Run, I appreciate you, man. Hey, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. We out.